Welcome to Farmer Talk Radio. My name is Danny McCarthy. Today, I'm chatting with Dr. Sean Carbonell, who is the co-founder and CEO of Brazen Bio. Together with his co-founder, Dr. Brent Witgen, Dr. Carbonell is launching the Brazen Incubator to provide a turnkey biotech startup incubator based in Los Angeles, California. Dr. Carbonell and I will be discussing the challenges facing new biotech entrepreneurs in this space and what he hopes to achieve with the incubator. Welcome, Dr. Carbonell. First, if you could introduce yourself to the PharmaTalk audience and the work that you're leading. Great. Hi, Sean Carbonell, MD-PhD. I'm co-founder and CEO of Brazen Bio. Uh, Brazen Bio is my second venture. We're basically helping other companies launch in the biotech space. And this comes from sort of my history. My first company was Onco Synergy. It's a clinical stage biotech company that I started a decade ago. Uh, from just an idea I had from the lab. Can you briefly describe what Brazen hopes to accomplish and what it offers to the fledgling biotech entrepreneur? Yes. So Brazen Bio is it's basically a platform company at this point. Our first program is, is this fellowship or incubator, if you will. Um, we're calling it a fellowship because it's more uh, it's more in line with sort of a postdoctoral fellowship than, than, than a true incubator or an accelerator. But in any case, what we're doing is bringing in folks, scientists, students, people in transition from careers in, in academia or industry, anyone who has a good idea for uh, something that could benefit human health or wellness um, to start companies. Um, and so we provide everything. It's basically a full scholarship type of deal, full ride. It's completely turnkey. You walk in, you have your own lab bench. We provide all the materials and equipment necessary. We have very beautiful facilities at Biolabs LA, uh, at the Lindquist Institute, which is on the campus of Harbor UCLA. One Access to $1.5 million worth of, of brand new equipment is well serviced. Um, and um, we include housing, we include a service layer. So you have tech, technical help in the lab as well as admin help. So it's, it's a full service um, uh, sort of product, if you will. What whole, what gap does this cover in the current landscape of what a biotech entrepreneur or someone in that space, what is the gap that you think you saw and you tried to fill? Sure. So we think there's a massive gap, you know, the majority, I mean, so let's, let's take a step back. How many Mark Zuckerbergs or Ev Williams of biotech do you know? Can't really name one, right? Because most biotech companies are engineered, <laughs> if you will by large venture capital, experienced pharma teams, and you know, often with an idea from a Nobel laureate. So they're very engineered. Um, and that's, that's sort of what biotech is today. What we're trying to build is you know, scientists in the lab trying to have an impact on human health, you know, rather than just doing that fully in academia. If you really wanna translate that, here's another option, you know, start a company. Um, and so we're, we're, what we're trying to do is normalize that. Um, and as I mentioned, you know, I, I can only name um, a handful of people who have done it, including myself, you know, in my company, Alco Synergy hasn't made it to market yet, but, you know, we survived 10 years to get my idea to the bench and treated our first patients actually this year um, for a brain cancer trial at Moffitt Cancer Center. Um, so it's very exciting. So I've, so I've done the process. I know what it's like, and I know it's very difficult. And so so basically what we're trying to do is reach back and, and help other people do the same thing. Um, there are other incubators out there uh, with similar missions like SciFounders, 
And I think there's plenty of room for all of us. We're trying, again, we're sort of differentiated in our product offering in that it's sort of, you know, uh, full tilt um, turnkey. Uh, and it's not ending there. Like I said, Brazen Bio is a platform. The first program is the Fellowship Incubator. We'll also have Brazen Media. We'll have Brazen Events. And uh, we hope to build our own uh, tools as well to help founders Brazen Tools. You mentioned turnkey. So obviously you're providing the kind of startup space, but throughout, what are some of the thorny issues that either you ran into yourself or you know from market research that you are excited to help guide a, a new cohort of entrepreneurs through? Like what are some of those big hurdles that act as a stop to really great ideas moving forward? Sure, yeah, so uh, it's, a, it's a great question. You know, the first valley of death is really just launch, right? It, it's very it's very difficult to start a biotech company. Unlike tech, you can't just walk into Starbucks with a MacBook um, and expect to build a product. I mean, if you have tons of money, you can because you can outsource, but um, that's probably not the most efficient way to do things. Um, so, uh, and, and access to capital is, is the other problem. So, you know, launch is the biggest problem because uh, you need access to, so basically Brazen Bio is providing all the infrastructure that you need. So, you know, you need access to the laboratory, you need access to all this expensive equipment, you sort of need a critical mass of smart people around you um, to help you, advisors, consultants, and other scientists, what have you. And so, so that's, that's what we're building around that. The other, the other thorny issues are, of course, IP. If you have an idea from university, for instance, and you're an employee, they basically own that idea. And so you have to go back and try to license it from them. And so that was another huge pain point for me with Onco Synergy. I, I, you know, I, I did my proof of concept at UCSF. It took 26 months to license my own patent, which uh, almost killed the company, uh, you know, because that the IP is the only asset and investors don't really want to play until you have an asset. So that was very onerous. And then of course, funding ongoing. Um, you know, I, I mentioned Onco Synergy, um, that journey has been 10 years and we raised about $20 million, um, which I'm, I'm grateful for our investors, but none of that is marquee VC money. All of it came from basically, you know, rich people who, who were in love with our mission. I was just very lucky to have that network connection to that. And most people don't. Um, so we're trying to solve that problem as well by setting them up. There's the new crowdfunding rules, which may allow, you know, sort of seed funding from the crowd, as well as grants from the government, non-dilutive um, aspects. So, so yeah, so we're trying to, we're trying to address all of these problems um, and, and they are ongoing. The funding, um, the funding aspect is something that actually continues to happen. Um, you know, funding issues, you know, as I mentioned, it took 10 years to get to the clinic from an idea for my, in my case, but if I was able to raise that money up front, it probably would have taken half the time or less and actually cost less too, because a lot of that money went to, to overhead, um, uh, you know, a cockro cockroach mode, if you will. Um, so so th those are the problems. And what is the typical timeline that you're expecting for a company from initial walking through the door to, I guess, what would be the end point when they kind of transition out and what does that timeline look like? Sure, great question. So we have a very discreet uh, program fellowship. Uh, it's, it's like it's it's similar to you know the Y Combinator Indie Bio programs where it's a ten to twelve week program. And so we're gonna we're going to do that as well. 
and so so that sort of limits the type of ideas we can take because uh, the point is to find proof of concept or develop build your proof of concept within that three month period um, so that you're set up for two things number one potentially file a ppa a provisional patent application which is an asset and number two file an sbir or sttr grant in order to get money you know several months ahead of um, several months later uh, through that process uh, and then Ideally, by the time they're done with the program, we would uh, help them with incorporation. And what are the, I mean, if you can speak to it, what are the kinds of ideas that people are coming forward with? Right. Well, it, it's interesting. We just, we just announced applications yesterday, but we have, you know, the website's been up, at least the landing page. So we have had some inbound. Um, it's very interesting. And, I, and, I've, and we've both been talking to potential founders as well um, to get their feedback and see what they need. Uh, so it runs a gamut, but we are focused primarily on therapeutics and diagnostics, so RX, DX, if you will, uh, primarily disease-based, although we're also interested in anything that can optimize wellness as well. Um, so we're not so big into sort of what's hot right now, of course, in biotech is a lot of consumer biotech. There's a lot of biotech meat companies, <laughs> um, uh, if, if you can imagine. Um, uh, so that's that's really hot. And, you know, so but that's that's less of our focus. We'll we'll look at that, sure. If if there's you know a downstream application that could be applicable to uh, health and wellness, but we're focused primarily on on addressing unmet needs and disease. And what are some of the biggest? I mean, maybe just in your personal opinion, but what are some of those big unmet needs that either you're looking for or that you think has really big potential? It it's huge. There's so there's so many unmet needs, right? Because as I mentioned uh, at the beginning, a lot of the companies that get venture capital tend to be focusing on sort of hot markets in, in biotech. Um, and so it's less driven by need than sort of market validation and financial arbitrage. Uh, so, you know, that's their job, which is fine, but that leaves everything else unmet, <laughs> right? Literally everything else. Because, you know, I, for my company, Onco Synergy, I was dead set on making this a platform for treating brain cancer. I knew that we could treat other cancers with it, you know, other cancers with larger markets, but brain cancer was my background and I was intent on making it brain cancer. And that probably hurt me from getting um, some of these marquee VCs on board. But luckily in year eight, we found, you know, uh, some, a venture capital fund to put in money. And then that led, that led us to our first clinical trial. So basically we're not, discriminating if, if, uh, if, a, if a scientist has a particular technology that can address a need, it's probably unmet. <laughs> um, I, I can almost bet you it is. Um, and so that, and so, so that creates a problem of, again, of, of attracting funding. And so that's something that we're just going to have to work through as, as we um, help launch more of these companies is, you know, hopefully we're not launching companies on a bridge to nowhere. Um, so we're going to have to catch up, um, you know, down the road, we intend on, on launching our own fund. Um, right. Um, we, we want to, we sort of want to market ourselves as the unfund, of course, to distinguish from, from the, from the, um, the institutional investors currently, but, uh, but we will have a fund eventually. And so hopefully we can be part of the bridge um, to uh, further success. Definitely. And then, you know, with more money comes more proof of concept and then it shows, oh, there is value in this, but it's, I'm sure it must be, it's kind of a difficult thing to start. Exactly. I, I mean, if you saw the James Allison movie, he got completely ignored until until the, the data was like spectacular. And that's, you know, uh, that's that's the common refrain with with VCs. Uh, if you don't have the pedigree, if you don't have 
um, you know, prior experience, uh, you know, they say come back when you have human data. Um, and so that's typically what it takes. And so, you know, with Oncos Energy, my company, we're, we're there. And so hopefully we see some, some similar results. But uh, yeah, the Nobel Prize winner, <laughs> you know, James Allison um, was completely ignored until, until the, the idea got some traction in the clinic. And now it's the biggest thing, right? It's in oncology, it's Pembro versus everything else, <laughs> basically, um, or immuno-oncology versus everything else. And which is why now you're seeing all the money going towards immunotherapy and, and different plays in that field, which I like because I think is obviously huge potential, um, but uh, there's still other unmet needs and other disease types as well. But is that part of what you are hoping to drill into the companies that come through is taking maybe a no or just a, this isn't really what we're focusing on and kind of pushing through. I mean, with something like Jim Allison or with immunotherapies for oncology, there are people that have been in this space for decades that never really saw the traction of other therapeutic areas. And now because of just that dogged determination, they're really seeing strong results. And I'm sure now there are a bunch of fields where in 20 years we'll think, how could we not invest all this money? But how do you set someone up for that who might be pursuing something that could be the next really big hot area, but isn't right now as kind of cold, you know, turning a cold tumor hot. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I like that. Um, I mean, so it's really about the data, right? Um, you know, it, it, it's, you can only go so far with marketing. I mean, the data have to show that this is really something that's, that's differentiated. Um, and I think it'll be difficult to, you know, with, with IO being so hot right now, um, I think it's difficult to differentiate against that, although there's opportunities to help, you know, potentiate, potentiate IO because obviously on its own, it's not um, the be all end all in, in single, single um, you know, single modality therapy. Um, so yeah, so it really just comes down to the, to the data, right? You know, my idea with Alco Synergy, you know, I, I've known this target for, for 20 years and really only rediscovered it 10 years ago when I decided to start the company. But I know it's so fundamental, but you know, no one, no one outside of the cell biology cancer research field really sees that. Um, and so it's, we sort of have to establish it from zero um, and it's, it's still not there. Um, and so in that case, you know, yeah, if, if you truly believe in it, I mean, we'll continue to support you and, and hopefully um, you can um, get some traction. On your website, and at the beginning of our conversation, you mentioned the types of applicants that you hope to see. And on your website, you mentioned uh, kind of actively recruiting underrepresented founders. So could you touch a little bit about that of, you know, what underrepresented means to you, uh, what, what you hope to accomplish by kind of focusing on underrepresented founders and what we're missing now that we sure. should have more of? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, uh, again, to the, to the initial points, the biotech founders in general are are under, underrepresented, but amongst that, so so that we're trying to address that globally um, as, as a company. But but beyond that, there's of course you know the the under underrepresented groups like um, women, uh, minorities, ethnic minorities, and so um, so you know we're just getting started, and you'll see from our own uh, team, if you will, you know we we've got our brazen advisory board, and we have senior fellows. And the senior fellows is basically our pro bono consultants that Brent and I have personally worked with and love, and, and they've decided to, to sort of volunteer their time to help our, our um, um, uh, fellows. If you look at the, the, that picture, I mean, it's pretty much 50-50 women to men, and, and there are, are all, all 
all sorts of, of minorities on there. And that was very deliberate. Um, uh, and, and that just reflects our, our current network. We're, we're basically trying to leverage our networks um, and other organizations to help us you know, put the word out. We've reached out to all the biotech clubs, all the postdoc clubs. Hopefully um, we can also reach out to um, some of the clubs that might be more focused on, on minorities as well as uh, historically black colleges and, and that sort. And so, and we're also gonna do some outreach eventually in between batches, we hope, uh, uh, doing road shows. And so we will visit, um, you know, uh, historically black colleges and other and other um, organizations um, to help with that. And we're and we're recruiting right now, um, you know, um, help in this regard. We're we're tr trying to talk to, um, you know, venture capitalists who are female as well as um, um, black and 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 um, other minorities. And so we're we're actively trying to do this. We we understand it's a huge problem, um, and a lot of it is is supply. Um, and so part of that is also re re reaching back and building this network. Um, we're calling it the Brazen Network uh, to try to encourage more, you know, students, basically young students, to go into STEM. And so we're building a network on Discord at the moment um, to do that, um, bring in various professions. So that's that's just getting started, but we hope that'll be a funnel um, to sort of increase the supply, if you will, over time. And as we're kind of coming to the end of our conversation, you know, this journey for you is just beginning. So I'm I'd be really curious to know where would you like to see yourself and and Brazen. I mean, maybe a year from now is a little bit too <laughs> at the nose, but maybe five years from now, or what would you, what's a, a goal, a blue sky goal that you hope to accomplish or at least contribute to the wider biotech entrepreneurial space? Exactly. So we say in our campaign in five years, we hope to have launched, helped launch a hundred companies. So that's in a nutshell enough. Obviously we want to do that um, beyond five years. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Carbonell, for taking the time. Dr. Carbonell is the co-founder of Brazen Bio Incubator, and he's hoping to bring more entrepreneurs into the space. So thank you so much. Thanks so much. For more information about our Farmer Talk podcast, you can visit theconferenceforum.org. Thank you for listening, everybody. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.